0: Part 4, Chapter 1A, of A Vital Question, or What is to be Done, by Nikolai Chernyshevsky, translated by Nathan Haskell Dole, 1852-1935, to and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Part 4, Second Marriage, Chapter 1A berlin july twentieth eighteen fifty six much esteemed lady vira pavlovna my close relationship with the late dmitri sergeitch lopikov gives me the hope that you will kindly include in the number of your acquaintances a person who is an absolute stranger to you but who deeply respects you at all events i venture to think that you will not accuse me of imposing upon you by entering into correspondence with you i only fulfil the desire of the late dmitri Sergitch, and those tidings which i am going to impart about him you can look upon as absolutely true because i shall speak of his thoughts in his own language as though he were speaking himself and here are his words about a matter the explanation of which is the aim of my letter the thoughts which brought the conclusion so disturbingly to the people nearest to me I am quoting dmitri sergeyitch's original words as i said before gradually grew in my mind and my mind was changed several times before it reached its ultimate development the circumstance which caused these thoughts came under my observation in an entirely unexpected way only at the moment when she dmitri sergeyitch means you with fear told me about a dream which horrified her the dream appeared to me very significant and as a man who was accustomed to look upon the state of her feelings from without i understood at that very moment that an episode was beginning in her life which within a longer or shorter time would change our relations but a man tries till the very last to preserve the situation to which he has become accustomed in the depths of our nature lies a conservative element from which we yield only out of necessity this according to my opinion contains the explanation of my first supposition i wanted to think and i succeeded in thinking that this episode might pass away after some time and then our former relations would be restored she wanted to avoid the very episode by kindling the warmest friendship this deceived me and for several days i did not think it impossible for her hope to be realized soon i became convinced however that to hope for this would be in vain the reason for this lies in my own character i do not intend to stain my character by saying this this is my idea of it to a man who spends his life as he ought his time is divided into three parts labour enjoyment and rest or recreation enjoyment needs rest as much as labour does in labour and in enjoyment the general nature of a man takes precedence over his other personal peculiarities in work we act under the predominating external stimulus of rational necessities in enjoyment under the predominating stimulus of other necessities also common to the whole human race rest or recreation is an element in which a person seeks restorement of strength after this stimulus which exhausts the reserves of life materials an element which is brought into life by the person himself. Here a person wants to give himself up to his own peculiarities, to his own individual comfort. In labor and in enjoyment, people are drawn to people by a general mighty power, which is more influential than their personal peculiarities by the calculation of profit in labor, and enjoyment by equal demands of the organism. Rest is different. This is not a thing that belongs to that general power which softens down personal peculiarities. Rest is more of a personal thing. Here, nature demands for itself more room. Here, a person becomes more individualized, and the character of a person shows itself from the kind of rest which appears more agreeable and more easy for him. In this regard, people are divided into two categories for those of the one rest or recreation is more agreeable than the society of others everybody must have seclusion for them it must be an exception as a rule life must be spent with others this class is far more numerous than the other which must have the contrary while alone they feel much more comfortable than in the society of others this difference is noticed by the common opinion which is expressed by the words a social man and a reserved man I belong to those who are not social, she to those who are social. That is the whole secret of our history. It is apparently clear that in this cause there is nothing reprehensible in either one of us, nor is the fact reprehensible that neither one of us had the strength to remove the cause. Against his own nature, man is weak. It is very hard for anyone to understand the nature of others. Every one measures the characters of everybody else by his own peculiarities whatever i do not want according to my opinions others will not want so we are led to think by our individuality exceedingly noticeable signs are required to make me realize the contrary and on the other hand whatever affords me comfort and ease i must think that others like the naturalness of this arrangement of ideas is my excuse in the fact that i recognize too late the difference between my nature and hers The mistake was greatly aided by the fact that after we came to live together she placed me too high there was never any equality between us but she showed me a great respect my style of life seemed to her exemplary she took for a universal human feature any peculiarity of mine and for a time she was drawn away by it there was another cause a stronger one still among uncultured people the sanctity of the inner life is but very little respected every one of the family particularly among the elders will thrust his paw without any ceremony into the very depths of your soul the trouble is not in the fact that your secrets are interfered with secrets of greater or less importance you are careful to hide or to watch and then not all have them a great many have absolutely nothing to hide from nearest friends but every one wants that in his inner life there should be a little corner where nobody has a right to enter just as everyone wants to have his own separate room for himself alone uncultured people regard neither of these things if you have a separate room everybody goes to it not from a desire to act the spy or to impose upon you but simply because there is no thought that this may disturb you that may occur to them only in case there has been some disturbance between you when you might have no desire to see them appearing before you quite unexpectedly they do not understand that they may disturb you even though you may be kindly inclined to them the sanctity of the threshold over which no one has a right to step without the permission of the person living on the other side is recognized only in one room that is the room belonging to the head of the family because the head of the family can turn everybody out of his room who enters without asking permission into all the others everybody who is older or contemporary with them enters without asking. The same which is true in regard to the room can be applied to your inner life. Into it, everybody intrudes without any necessity, even without any thought, in search of any amusement, and, more often than not, simply to scratch his tongue on your soul. A girl has two everyday dresses, one white and one pink. She puts on the pink one, and here comes a chance for someone to rub tongue over her soul. You put on the pink dress, Anyuta. What for?' anyita herself does not know why she put it on it was necessary to put on some kind of a dress and then again if she had put on the white one it would have amounted to the same thing so mamenka or sister says but you would have done better to put on the white one but why it would be better the one who gives the advice does not herself know she simply rubs her tongue you don't look very happy today anyita what's the matter Anyuta is neither happy nor unhappy however why shouldn't they ask after what they neither see nor don't see i don't know there's nothing the matter that i know of no you seem to be rather unhappy two minutes passed Anjuta, you had better sit down at the piano and play us a tune there is no reason why and so it goes the whole day your soul is like a street on which everybody who sits at the window is looking not for the sake of seeing anything in particular no they even know that they will see nothing useful and nothing curious but simply because they have nothing else to do but it's all the same so then why not look for a street of course it makes no difference but people have no pleasure at all from people walking over them naturally this imposition without any aim or idea whatever must bring a reaction and as soon as a person places himself in such a situation that he can have seclusion He for some time finds pleasure in such seclusion, though by nature he may be inclined to sociability and not to seclusion. She, in this regard till she was married, was placed in a singularly hard position. They walked on her. They intruded into her very soul, not simply because they had nothing else to do, accidentally, occasionally, and only out of indelicacy, but systematically, without cessation, every minute, too coarsely too impudently they pushed their way in like savages and with mean intentions they forced themselves not simply with unceremonious hands but with very hard and very dirty hands and therefore the reaction was very strong therefore my mistake should not be severely judged several months and maybe a year i was not mistaken seclusion was really necessary and pleasant for her and during this time i formed an opinion about her character this strong temporary demand of hers corresponded with my constant demand and is it to be wondered at that i took a temporary phenomenon for a constant feature of her character and is everybody so much tempted to judge of others by his own standard the mistake was very great i do not blame myself for it but i want to put myself in the right light that means i feel that others will not be as indulgent to me as i am towards myself to modify their condemnation i must say a few words more about that side of my character which is entirely strange to her and to a good many other people and which without explanations may not be rightly understood my only idea of rest is seclusion to be with others means to occupy my mind with something to work or to enjoy myself i feel myself entirely at liberty only when i am alone by myself how shall i name it why is it with some it comes from reserve with others from bashfulness with still others from a melancholy and thoughtful disposition and with a fourth class from a lack of sympathy with others but it seems to me that there is nothing of the kind in me i am frank and straightforward i am always ready to be gay and i am never melancholy to observe people is pleasant for me but this is connected in my mind with the idea of work or enjoyment and that is something which demands rest after it that is in my way of looking at it seclusion so far as i can understand it is a peculiar development in me a drawing towards independence and freedom and thus the strength of the reaction against her former too troublesome situation in her family compelled her for a time to adopt a style of life which did not correspond to her constant disposition respect towards me kept alive in her this temporary disposition longer than it would have been by itself but i long before had formed my opinion of her character i took this temporary feature to be a constant one and thus i was at ease and that is the whole story on my side it was a mistake but there was very little that was blameworthy in this mistake on her part there was absolutely nothing but how much suffering did it not cause her and what a catastrophe it brought upon me after her fear caused by the terrible dream disclosed to me the state of her feelings it was too late to correct my fault but if i had we had noticed it before then maybe by constant efforts over ourselves she and i might have succeeded in bringing our relations into a situation forever satisfactory for us both could we i do not know but i think that even if we had succeeded it would not have been particularly advantageous let us suppose that we had remodelled our characters sufficiently for our relations to each other to be free from all burdensomeness but then the remodelling of characters is only good when it is directed against some bad side but those sides which she and i would have had to remodel had nothing bad in them why should sociability be better or worse than a disposition to seclusion or vice versa but the remodelling of a character is at all events the forcing of it the breaking of it and in the breaking of a thing there is a great deal that is lost in the force of a thing much energy is wasted the result which she and i maybe only maybe not surely had reached was not worth the loss we both would have partly spoiled our individuality would both have destroyed the freshness of our lives for what end only for the sake of preserving certain places in certain rooms. It would have been quite a different thing if we had had children. Then it would have been necessary to think deeply as to the change in their fate if we separated. If the change would be for the worse, then the removal of the cause would have been worth the most desperate efforts, and the result would have been happiness. For we should have accomplished what was necessary for the preservation of the greatest happiness of those whom we loved and such a result would have compensated for all our efforts but as it was what rational end was to be gained therefore as it happened my mistake apparently led to something better owing to it both of us had less breaking of our natures to endure it brought a great deal of worriment but if it had not happened surely there would have been a great deal more and moreover the result would have been far more unsatisfactory End of part four, chapter 1a, recording by expatriate in Bangor, Maine.